1: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sap. This is Fightful Wrestling. It is January 17th. This show brought to you by NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Use that code Fightful. We'll tell you more about that later. We got Denise Salcedo here for our post-Raw show. We're going to talk a little bit of news, too. Denise, how you doing?
2: I'm doing good. I'm happy, Denise Salcedo, today. So I'm in a good mood.
1: Well, that's good to hear. I mean, my God, we had... I mean, this is one of the crazy... I I say this all the time, though. One of the just the most insane, like, last weeks of what, really? News that... Like, Corey Graves getting cleared was, like, six days ago. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, by the way, Lita had talks with AEW. And then it's like, oh, yeah, hey, by the way, the Bengals are going to the next round of the playoffs. Congratulations, Sean. I was very happy about that. so happy for you. Mustafa Ali asked for his release. And then today... Cody Rhodes is a free agent.
2: There's a lot that's been going down. How are you even handling it, Sean? As a person who has to be in the know? Listen, listen, I'll tell you something. I'm handling
1: it pretty well because all those stories were reported on FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, I want to thank you guys sincerely. I know I'm gloating a little bit, but we broke our own record for the most uh, patrons on the platform for any wrestling property Ever, and that means an awful lot. Every couple of months, we we pass that record again. It goes back down. But thank you guys sincerely because we are publicly funded. So uh, that, that means an awful lot, and, and uh, we encourage you guys to keep doing that. I'll give you the Fightful Select plug later. But leave a thumbs up. Donate Super Chats. Donate Humper Chats over at HumperChats.com. That'll get your question or statement read right on the air. And I know that you all have got plenty to talk about. Uh, the most important news of the week, Veer's coming. He's still coming. He's coming real hard. His package is is there and it's coming, Denise.
2: Okay, so I, because hey, you know how the last few weeks we haven't had the Veer is coming promos. So I was in the kitchen serving dinner like during the commercial breaks and we're coming back and I hear Veer's music and I'm literally like my fiance was like, On his way to from, he's literally standing in between the kitchen and the living room. And I literally was like, Oh my God, it's Veer. And I just like ran past him. I was like, Move, it's Veer. I go and I'm like, These still coming. Uh, It was one of those things where I just felt very happy that Veer was still coming.
1: Well, he is. C Dust says, I think Veer should take MVP's I'm Coming theme song. Well, another person's coming. Cody Roach is coming to the Royal Rump. No, I'm just kidding. But he is a free agent right now. We broke that story on Fightful Select. That's what we're going to lead with today. Cody Rhodes is working without a contract. Now, there's an awful lot to this. And everybody's saying, oh, well, he definitely won't do this. He definitely won't do that. This is pro wrestling. Nothing is guaranteed. John Cena is a WWE contracted talent with two shows on Warner Media. He's got an HBO show and a TBS show. Cody's got a couple of TNT shows. I got some theories here. I would imagine Cody's deal is up. He probably wants a little bit of that leverage, Denise. I would imagine he's probably holding out a little bit for that. For all we know, this could be just something that they're doing for roads to the top, for the love of God. Or maybe the guy's ready to move on. We've heard some stuff about him backstage, maybe not getting along with other VPs. I can't really speak to that. But uh, what did you think when you heard this news, Denise?
2: So instantly when I saw it, when I saw you break the news, and I was like, "Yeah, go, Sean, another one." Um, I saw it, and I was just thinking to myself, "Well, this is random." And I know a lot of people have been asking you about this, and I hate to, you know, ask you the same thing, but I think you know that people are at wondering what does this mean for his EVP status. He doesn't. And-
1: he doesn't have a contract of any kind right now. I, I specifically. Reached back out about that. I was like, wait a second. Does he have a separate deal for EVP? And I, it was reiterated. Free agent working without a contract, regardless of status.
2: See, so like that to me, so instantly when I saw that, I just thought to myself, okay, I think this is just a thing. I saw it as a publicity thing as, hey, we're either going to be promoting Roads to the Top or whatever, used as some sort of story, some sort of drama uh, for the show. I've, you know, as a person that follows pop culture news, I've seen a lot of the drama always gets really hot right before they were promoting a new season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. You saw the drama. So I was like kind of expecting that the second I saw it. But the other thing that I kind of have to point out for me is when I'm seeing this and, you know, you mentioned the EVP thing, immediately I was like, oh, does this include or not include the EVP stuff, right? And now knowing this, this to me is pretty interesting because if it just doesn't make sense to me to be like an EVP and not necessarily know whether or not you're like re-signing or not like it's just weird to me you know like I just feel like people in that kind of position have should have like their ducks in a row right Mm -hmm. you either know or you don't know and it kind of sounds to me at least just from an outsider's perspective with the knowledge that I have I just kind of feel like it feels like I don't know it almost feels like the EVP title doesn't seem as Important, important. Right. That's like, I didn't want to say it like that, but thank you, because that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, I'm sorry. Like, if you're an EVP of any company, I don't want to see like, I, I just don't feel like you should be going out there and being like, oh, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Like you, you shouldn't, I, if I'm an EVP at a company and my contract's almost up, like I'm going to be talking to people before that, uh, you know, be talking to the company that I'm with, like, Hey, before that contract is up. And it's just something where I can't imagine becoming a free agent when I'm in a position of being an sure. EVP. So that, to me, makes it feel like it's not important, like it's just a fancy title with no real meaning behind it. So that's the way that I saw it. Now, if this was just like a wrestler situation that I'd be like, all right, cool, whatever, no big deal. But I think because of the EVP stuff, that's what kind of made it look a little bit, uh, it kind of made it look a little bit like weird, like a little bit bad. So I wasn't necessarily like, I was just like, okay, I don't know where we're going with this.
1: Yeah, uh, as I'll say, anything is possible in wrestling. I cannot understand the motivations of anybody else unless they say them. A lot of people swore up and down Kevin Owens is going to go to AEW. That didn't happen, and uh, the number that Dave Meltzer was out there reporting, boy, was that a lot of money. And it's, it's easy to see why Kevin Owens goes, you know what, I can make the best of my situation here. Well, uh, Anakin's making the best of his situation by sending us a Humper Chat at HumperChat.com. He said, what did you guys think of GCW and Terminus? They were my first indie shows, and I really enjoyed them both. I liked them both. Uh, I know some people didn't like the finish of Terminus. I liked the draw. I didn't much mind it. Um, I like the rule set of Terminus as well because it's different. Two categorically different shows, and and I enjoyed both of them. But there was another bit of news that dropped on... The weekend, rather, Mustafa Ali announced he has asked for his release. So it's pretty wild that this happened because Friday, when he wasn't on the show, and I saw how, I mean, that that show was a poverty show. Oh, my God. That show barely existed. That was one of the biggest wastes of time of a show I've seen in a long time. I'm like, why isn't Ali on this show? Wait, what
2: show are we talking about?
1: Smackdown. Smackdown. Oh, oh, okay. Just a waste of time. So I'm watching that show, and I'm like, why isn't Ali here? And, you know, he had a kid recently, so I reached out and I said, hey, is he still on paternity leave? And somebody said, buddy, he hasn't been on paternity leave since the week he had his kid. He asked for one week off. One week off. And what happened was, a few weeks before that, Mustafa Ali had pitched the uh, New America gimmick, which he posted a video of. It was going to be like a mirror on America and some of their, their issues. Vince McMahon agreed to it, then nixed it. Then what I was told, pitched something that Mustafa Ali would have never done and that he knows Mustafa Ali would have never done. Now, before anybody jumps to conclusions, which everybody has already done, I don't know what that was. It could I was have about been,
0: to say, I was about to been, ask
1: you. It could have been something very stereotypical. It could have been him dressing up like a fucking hot dog for all I know. I don't know what that was, but I do know that that Ali and Vince McMahon got into a very heated argument. As we reported on FightfulSelect.com, please subscribe. We got, we got that juice over there. And since then, Ali hasn't been brought back. Now, it didn't raise red flags for me for a while, Denise, because he wasn't on the SmackDown before Survivor Series, and he wasn't at Survivor Series. I thought, well, they've got enough bodies for Survivor Series. They're good. They just extended his paternity leave. Very nice of WWE. As it turns out, no, it wasn't nice at all. By the time Chicago SmackDown rolled around, I knew something was up. He wouldn't have missed that show if he could have been on the Chicago show. That's, Mustafa Ali is like, he's a Chicago guy. It would have been a good pop. And I was just told that he hasn't been pitched for creative. He hasn't been brought back, hasn't been there. And he asked for his release. Uh, Denise? Well, this is, a, sev- this, this is a, a swing and a miss from WWE, any way you look at it. Guy is great in the ring, great look, can cut a promo, pitches his own creative, films his own vignettes, woof.
2: All right, so first of all, I mean, there's a lot to touch on here. I mean, obviously, the juicy part of this whole thing, and I hate to say juicy, but whatever, the juicy part of this whole conversation is wondering what exactly entailed that argument? Because, okay, like, you, you okay, you make a joke have somebody dress up as a hot dog. All right, we've seen a lot of really dumb stuff being pitched and we've seen a lot of the guys go and execute the dumb stuff because that's their job, right? That's what they're told to do. That's what they're going to do. So it does make me wonder like, what would be something that would literally piss him off to a point where you're going to argue with your boss? And I mean, like, you're not going to just argue with your boss for, like, any little old thing. Like, it's got to be something that either, A, was stereotypical or something that was uh, maybe not very... And maybe something that could have been tone deaf, especially given, you know, the nature of like so much of what's going on in the world right now. Uh, So I am curious as to what was the official like tipping point of saying, you know what? Like, I'm not just gonna stand quiet about this. Like, either, like if I do this, this is gonna either be something that I hate or something that's going to like, you know, ruin my career. I don't know. So that is interesting to me. Um, the second part about this whole thing is like, yeah, you're right, you know. And I think everybody who ever said that, you know, Mustafa Ali that there was a lot for him to do, and it's like, I cannot. Like, here's like my thing. All right. And you, 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 we've seen Mustafa Ali, we've seen him perform. And we also know that he is somebody that can, I think, attract a lot of different types of viewers, a lot of new viewers into the program, especially if he was pushed as somebody that was, you know, like a main eventer so i do think that they would they would have executed things like that with mustafa ali that it would have been a win but unfortunately they treated him like a jobber for such a long time which was very upsetting do you remember at freaking uh crown jewel when he wore like the eyeliner and he had the cool look and everything like that was so freaking cool and you got to see you know mustafa ali in this different light now i know i've talked about this before because we've talked about mustafa ali you know plenty of times before but one of the things i do and i'm gonna bring it up again i've talked about it in other shows but you do not realize how loved this guy is man I'm telling you you know Sean he is my second most viewed interview uh ever most second viewed a video that I ever had on my YouTube channel okay he is so so loved and I know this because every single time like this video is like two years old and to this day that is the video that I'm constantly like new comments new comments wow. every single time people like I love Ali I love Ali and like all of these like such adoring fans of his and I'm just thinking to myself this is just a little like two minute video and look at how much love this video is getting because people love Mustafa Ali so it's thinking to myself like okay we know that y- uh, y- uh that, and WWE and their YouTube numbers and all of that is very important. Can you imagine if they actually pushed Mustafa Ali and did something with him? Yeah. The kind of eyeballs that they would be getting and the more interaction that they would be getting. Uh, just based on that, you know, experience that I had with my numbers and my channel, I can't help but to imagine what kind of levels that would have taken, uh, you know, WWE to and Mustafa Ali to. Uh, So it's very unfortunate, you know, talented guy, very good looking. I think that if he is granted this WWE release, which I hope He does, because at this point, like you kind of have to, I feel like you can't not grant people their release when you're, you know, cutting all these people due to budget cuts. Right. So I do, I I hate to say, oh, I hope this happens or I hope that happens. But if I'm just going to throw a hope out there, I would like to see Mustafa Ali and impact wrestling. I think that would be a really good place to see him, um, for him to be at.
1: Basically says the Ali money in the bank story still upsets me. What a waste. Oh, that upset a lot of people. It upset a whole lot of people. Cadillac Carson says, Ali may have just been fed up with a long list of frustrations in the company. Yeah, or maybe he had a blow-up argument with the boss and hasn't been brought to- back to TV since. I would imagine that would do it too. Della Common says, Goddamn, pal. You'll have the mustard, the ketchup, the whole works. You'll be some delicious shit. That's the hot dog gimmick <laughs> right there. Ryan says, uh, The Cody thing has storyline written all over it. A new contract with AEW with him being allowed an AEW title shot and beating Hangman for the belt. Yeah, Sure. I mean, his deal is up right now. Uh, Whether or not they're using it to uh, angle that towards something, I mean, more power to them. Uh, WWE did that with CM Punk, and it was one of their hottest storylines that they've ever done. So more power to him. All I know is his deal is up right now. What he's going to do, how they're going to utilize that, I don't know. I am Malucha says, haven't been able to watch in a while because the world wanted to show some love to Fightful. Love you, and let's talk about not Raw
2: how sad
1: (laughs) and uh miguel says ali deserves to be booked better hope he goes to impact to be a part of uh the interesting x division group they have now they have a great x division crew over there at the moment nerd guru says since all wrestling is canon and AEW mustafa ali has a very large bone to pick with brian danielson the man he was supposed to dethrone he wasn't supposed to dethrone brian danielson that was not gonna happen uh but yeah i mean there you go Um, And we got this person saying, I said he was too small and nerdy for me. I'm 30 years old from Texas. So we all big Kevin. I don't know what you look like. I have no idea what you look like, but let me just say, let me just, without a shadow of a doubt, Mustafa Ali would beat your fucking ass. He would beat your brakes. You would be sucking wind within 30 seconds. I don't care what you look like. The man is a machine. I don't know if you've watched MMA lately, but the best MMA fighters are not bloated, roided out guys. They are lean-looking athletes. Get a grip, my friend. Nikyle says, wasn't there supposed to be a Legends Raw in January? There were supposed to be lots of things. I don't know what they're planning, uh, but I I haven't heard of any on the horizon right now. Maybe maybe there was supposed to be one, but they change a lot of stuff. Sorry, Kevin. Sorry, buddy. Uh, have you have you seen Ali's training clips, Denise? I've seen a few. Man goes a million yeah. miles an hour. Rafael Garcia says, Any word on Lacey Evans' return as her timeline for maternity leave line up at the Rumble? Speaking of people that go a million miles an hour, she is a freak of nature physically. It would not shock me after having a child in mid-October if she was like, Let me do the Rumble, darling, and then did the Rumble.
2: I well, didn't look at Becky Lynch. Like she came back and she looks better than ever.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean even then like she's just my god man. She is she would help run some of the tryouts when she was at the performance center and we I would always hear that she was one of the more aggressive people but um man like I think I think it's possible that she would do something like that. Fallob says, "Finally resolve my issue with the banking credit cards, back on Fightful Select and finally able to send Humper chats. Well, so can you guys." Humperchats.com. Terry Allen says, reaction from the 2K22 leaks. Uh, I can't really. I'm under embargo. Uh, I'll have more information on 2K22 tomorrow morning at about 11 a.m. So I can't really talk about that because I'm under embargo. So apologies for that. Rob Reed says, Glad Veer was able to use that code Fightful to get his blue chew so that he can start coming again. Well, if you want to make sure that your package stays ready... For months on end, check out BlueChew.com and the code Fightful. BlueChew.com, use the code Fightful, get your first shipment free, only pay $5 shipping. How about this? It's discreet. So maybe if you don't want anybody to know that you're coming, maybe you want to take a couple weeks off from that like Veer did. Blue Chew is for you. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor's office or the pharmacy, so those nosy Nellies there won't be like, (laughs) he's getting Blue Chew. He's getting those wiener pills. He's going to come for months. That's because it's prepared and shipped direct in a discreet package. You take their online questionnaire. If you qualify, you work with their online physicians, and they get you the active ingredient that you need, the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Blue Chew. Man, so many people trust Blue Chew, and so do we. Use the code FIGHTFUL at chew.com our longest running sponsor. We thank them so much. Marco says, Shout outs to Ali in the clip of his no look sharpshooter. Oh, it was so dope. I loved it. I loved it. Denise Slayer says, I'm Muslim, and seeing Mustafa Ali not being, uh, not being given a stereotypical gimmick was the low bar it had for me. Hope Mansoor does something. Yeah, and I mean that there's a huge base of fans represented there. And Rob Reed says, just wanted to put out a reminder that Big Bad Texan JBL got knocked out by Joey Styles. Yes, he did. Oh God. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> well, we've got a whole lot to talk about, my friends. Becky Lynch came out. And then we got Interrupting Promo. Denise, knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting Promo.
2: Interrupting Promo If
1: anybody deserves a shot, it's me. Well, that's what we had here. Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan are entering the Royal Rumble, Denise. Dewdrop says, piss off, we're going to fight. I got to say, I thought that Dewdrop was the best thing about all of this because she wasn't she wasn't here to mess around. She was not here to coexist. She was here to beat every single person's ass, and she beat every person's ass ahead of her title match. What would you think?
2: Does this include, would you adding Dewdrop as the uh, best thing of this include the finish to that match?
1: Okay, that was weird. <laughs>
2: I was gonna say
1: I, that so, was
2: terrible. It was so
1: terrible that I kind of liked it that Becky Oh was, no
2: that Becky no. was knocked
1: out and Dewdrop was like, oh shit, she's gotta she's gotta tag me. So she dragged her across the ring, tagged her, and then did it.
2: I thought it was so bad and really? not even so bad where it's funny, where it's laughable. I mean, it's laughable because it's so bad, but not right. I'm not laughing with you. I'm laughing at you in this scenario. <laughs> I'm sorry. So which
1: part were you laughing at? The fact okay, that you so, the
2: tag? Okay, so when she went in and when she broke up the pin that, you know, Becky was about to win the match. Okay, fine. I get it. They're doing the whole, uh, they can't coexist thing. I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. It's stupid. And then, yeah and then right after this she 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 goes for the pin right and then the referee's like you're not the legal person in this and (laughs) she's just like so she was she 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 first dragged Becky Lynch's body away and then she had to go she walks back she tags herself in then she gets back in there and then she gets the win for her team it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen it was so bad it was like okay it's one of those things where I don't know you think this was done like it was obviously accidental right yes, or was that it was done accidental. In purpose was
1: absolutely accidental okay so that
2: makes it even worse like yes. It just makes everybody look bad, okay? It makes Becky Lynch look bad. It makes Liv Morgan, who was uh, Liv Morgan, was the one that took the pin. She's just laying there, waiting. Someone's gonna pin me any second now. And then Dude drops, trying to piece all the puzzles together on live television with everybody watching and everybody seeing this unfold. And you can well, that see that was bad. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It was terrible. Well, um, I, would, I-, I wouldn't say terrible. Oh, come I mean- on, Sean.
1: I don't think it was terrible. I thought I it
2: was terrible when you can, cause there's, okay, there's obviously, you know, mistakes and are made every single day. Okay, fine. And People are made. People the legal yeah, yeah, yeah. all the
1: time. It yeah,
2: happens. but this was super obvious. Like this was the so? finish. Like for me, it was just too much. I was like, come on. No. It was for bad. For the stuff
1: that you let off the hook last week.
2: Hey, I was I'm going like- to be happy. to. I'm not going to argue today with you, Sean. I'm not going to argue with you today. All I'm going to say is that it was dumb. It was bad well, and it the, made everybody look silly in this.
1: The whole premise was dumb because it, I hate, co- can they coexist? I hate the interrupting promo. Uh, I thought that Dewdrop's drops offense was the saving grace for this. I thought that Dewdrop, drop uh, her, her body press and her using the bonsai drop on Becky Oh, I loved it. I loved her using the bonsai drop. That was such a great move. That when was, I was good. Younger. Yeah,
2: that was good. That was good. And it looked impactful. Yeah, all of that was good. But one more thing here. In 20 minutes, this was the first, not even 20, 19 minutes into Raw, we got a You People promo from Becky Lynch. We got a Can They Coexist right. angle that led into a match and a botched finish, all within less than 20 minutes into Raw today.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, that, that's why I said drop was probably the best part of it to me. And I didn't really particularly care about the rest.
2: Um, <laughs> like, th- 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 that was it. Like, that's how I felt.
1: Nerd Guru says, hope they give Piper and Becky times that people don't think they can. They definitely can, given the time. Yeah, I think they can have an okay match. Becky saying you tried to make a name for yourself. Wait, no, you didn't. Somebody else gave you one. I thought that was a good line, but it didn't get a good reaction from the crowd. Cause I don't think that anybody there knows
2: you tune out. If the second you start hearing the you people, yeah, you sure. tune out. Like I was just listening to that. And all I caught was you people. And that was it.
1: Jojo says, can they stop with these interrupting segments? OMG lives. Promos promo delivery is so bad. Bianca's going back to back. Rumble wins. Yay. I think, Bianca could go back-to-back Rumble wins. I think it's- She should. It's, yeah, I think it's it's a real, real possibility here.
2: I can't think of anybody else who should win the Rumble besides Bianca. Yeah. I can't. And like, normally I'm not too crazy about like, you know, getting back-to-back wins or seeing the same winner multiple times. Like I like to see, you know, new people win the Rumble. But with this sure. one, I can't think of anybody else where I'm like, you know what? And maybe somebody else will pop up and I'll be like, okay, cool. But for right now, I think it's got to be Bianca.
1: Denise Slayer says Nikki A S S Nikki almost a suffering succotash, and Nerd Guru says I felt every minute of the three hours the women's tag match getting like four minutes is what knocked me off. The women main event shouldn't have happened, or or the main event shouldn't have happened. Yikes! Let's talk about R- Rhea and Nikki A S H. Um, Rhea's delivery in these were so bad. These like. It just it's just, what more can I say? It's bad. And then you've got Zelina and Carmella coming out to taunt like why your top competition is imploding in front of your very eyes? What motivation do you have to come out there right now? I mean, maybe just to get on TV. Oh, jeez, Denise. I I was I was ready for Ricky and or, Ricky. Ricky and Nia. I was ready for Nikki and Ria. you
2: said Ricky, I was like who's Ricky?
1: I was ready for Nikki and Rhea. This just didn't hit for me. This was not good for me. I did not like any of it.
2: I tuned out. Is that okay to say? I tuned out? I'm Sounds sorry. Sounds like you tuned
1: out for the whole show. and That's why you're happy.
2: <laughs> well, no, I didn't. I, I, I paid attention. Yeah, I paid attention. I popped for beer. Um, No, like I... Okay, so first of all, you know what? I'm going to do some positive stuff. Here we go. Okay. Here's some positive stuff. Rhea Ripley's makeup looked phenomenal. That was positive. There was <laughs> that was literally it. This was not good. I mean, I, they replayed the whole scenario from last week, like two, three times on this show. I don't know. Um, the Queen Zelina Carmela stuff, that's already just been completely over. I don't even know. Not It's not even overdone anymore. It's not. I don't know what it is. It's just not interesting. do not know what good. To say
1: it's not good it is it is creatively uninspired and i i just don't know why anybody would be that interested in it Twenty four seven geeks are eating popcorn backstage omos uh omos is set to take on reginald uh reginald meets edge and is just you know incredulous so happy to meet edge and edge is like hey you don't stand a chance buddy And Dana is like, stay away from him, whatever you do. Well, Reginald did not stay away from him. And he ate a big choke slam.
2: (laughs) See, okay, this was weird because they're talking backstage, right? And all like, you know, Tamina and Akira Tazawa and our truth and whatever, they're all watching and eating popcorn, right? And they're watching them have their conversation. And normally they are trying to get any opportunity, right, to get the title. Okay, cool. So then how come during the match, before the match even starts, they all come out to essentially try to get the 24-7 title, right? Because here's my thing. I'm like, why did you wait until the match started when you could have done so in the back, but you were just chilling, eating popcorn, listening to the conversation? Like, had they just done the backstage segment where they're just watching eating the popcorn and that's it? And then they don't come out during this match. I'm like, all right, whatever. They took a day off to listen to the hot gossip. Cool. All right. But no, this time it it didn't make sense. Am I, am I the only person thinking this?
1: Well, I mean, I I think that Omar, this match was kept as short as it should be. I mean, it was. I short. just didn't get
2: the, the involvement with all the other people, like everybody that came in during this month. Like, why? It was.
1: What, what do you mean? Like uh, the 24 7 people and yeah, Edge? It. it was that's to what build up the fact that everybody knew that Omos was going to kill him. And I was okay with that because Omos was going to kill him.
2: All uh, right. See, I saw it differently.
1: Kyle says Is Omos turning into Kali 2.0 at this point? SMH
2: not He's, on the same level. <laughs>
1: he seems he seems about as limited in the ring, I think right now right now the best use of Omos is a few things, someone to eventually get him off his feet, that'd be a big moment, someone to eventually slam him and then someone to eventually beat him. I don't see Omos being able to carry something like the world title and have it be creatively satisfying and satisfying in the ring.
2: I just don't think they're making a feel impressive. Like he's, How, don't get me wrong. One with, he's he having, One in
1: one minute, like two seconds.
2: Yeah, but it's not. No, like you don't get or like, I feel like, okay, when you see like a big giant, right? Like the big show, when you see the great Kali, when you see those kinds of giants and they do these things, you're just like, <gasps> wow. Right. They don't. You don't have that well thing with Amos. There's something well, I mean, missing.
1: He's, he's not good.
2: Well, there you he's go. That's what's missing.
1: <laughs> I mean, there you go. Like, well, we, got, we got people saying Kali actually took bumps, buddy. You did not watch Great Kali. If you think he was like a bumping machine or anything, Guru says Omas and theory are Vince McMahon's failures, crickets. Uh yeah, they're they're just not. It's not working. It's not working at all. Uh, I'll tell you something that did work. The Alpha Academy graduation. Chad Gable, Otis are out here. They're, they're, (laughs) they're graduating, uh, from the Alpha Academy. Chad Gable is so proud of Otis. I love it. And Otis is so proud of himself. RK bro come out. Randy Orton wearing a goddamn cap and gown. Denise was high comedy. I don't care who you are. It's good stuff. This is what you pay for. And A little thing that I noticed Riddle is going to put the cap on Randy Orton, and Randy goes, No, 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 you've got it the wrong way, and has him turn it around on him the right way. I loved this. I thought this was so stupid and enjoyable and fun and harmless. I thought this was a blast.
2: Yeah, I love this, too. I think this was one of my favorite parts of the show. But I loved it for different reasons than you did. I loved it because I just thought that Chad Gable and Otis were so funny. When Chad Gable was like, don't. Boo education. That's gross. I died when he was poking fun at the audience for, you know, being like, according to him, dumb and not having any brain cells. I was dying at that too. So for me, like, I loved everything that they did during this. I thought it was funny. I liked all of this. Like, this was was a hit. I'm looking forward to, what are they calling it? The academic challenge, the Alpha Academy academic challenge that they're doing next week. And I'm thinking, like,
1: do you ever watch Old School with Will Ferrell and Vince Vaughn? No. That's what I'm expecting. Something like that. What did where they do there? You, you, you have to see it. It, it won't be, make an impact if I explain it to you, but it'll be the opposite of that. It was a bunch of unathletic guys doing athletic feats. This is athletic guys doing academic feats. So I'm very excited to see how this plays out. Like, like what I, do
2: you want to see? Because I know what I want to see. What do you want to see?
1: I want to see Riddle, like, exposed as a genius. Like, that he's actually really, really book smart. Because today he said that a rematch is when you have to light something twice. And then he's like, wait, 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 wait. not that. Because it was implied, you know. Yeah. A marijuana cigarette, Denise.
2: Oh, thank you but, for uh, thank Yeah, you for I, oh man, that. I thought
1: this was so good. They had the crowd in the palm of their hands for this.
2: See, I want to see them do, like, ridiculous, like... You think you said, okay, you want Matt Riddle to be revealed as like really smart. Okay, great. So all of a sudden, they're like doing long division or something really dumb like that. Like, I think that would be really hilarious. I don't yeah. want it, What was that one thing that we were seeing for the longest time with the Viking Raiders? And oh my God, I forgot who else. Uh, was it the street? Who was it when they were doing those challenges and they were eating the turkey and they were playing the sports and all of that, those activities? Yeah. We talked about this. It, it, I don't want that because that got a little bit. I, I don't remember. Like that got a little bit repetitive after. I, forg- I forgot. Like, it got a little repetitive. So I don't want to see that. But I want to see this as uh, based on what we saw today. I think it's going to be good. But I want to see some funny stuff. I want to see Otis try to do like math or something. I- I'd pop for that.
1: Guys, reminder, get in your super chats and your humper chats. Please leave us a thumbs up as well.
2: <laughs> I want to see long division on Monday Night Raw. Oh,
1: gosh. And divides my attention for a long time, that's for sure. Uh, guys, we also have several great interviews up this week. Jeremy interviewed Orange Crush ahead of the GCW uh, show this weekend, and we got two more interviews ahead of GCW. Uh, Matt Cardona on Tuesday, then Joey Janela later this week. They have a big match coming up at the World on GCW at Hammerstein Ballroom. Pretty, uh, Pretty incredible stuff there. Uh, Cadillac Carson says, when Gable said, we don't really Otis know Otis's name, I laughed and yelled, Dozovich, it's Dozovich. I, I thought that was a funny line to throw in.
2: Madonna, Cher, Otis.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Sheldon Jackson says, why try a former cop in Ali? Not wise, but he's about that life and will whoop ass and take names and make it look easy. People like he's too small for them. Buddy, I I hate to tell you all, but, like, the, the smaller wrestlers are bigger than you think, especially when you see them in person. Hey, what's that over there, says. Is it true Santana is facing Jonathan Gresham at the next Terminus show? Yep. In February, he sure as heck is. Oh, boy. Well, Bob Harris, our good friend, says, Vince looked, like, divine tonight. Well, Vince was weird tonight. Um,
3: Vince...
2: Tonight?
1: Vince, yeah, yeah, in, in general. Ah, Vince is backstage with Austin Theory and Austin Theory is like, well, I didn't beat Finn Balor, who's back tonight, by the way, as reported by FightfulSelect.com. But I beat him up afterwards and Vince is like, that doesn't matter. Half a win doesn't count. So what Vince is telling us on TV, Denise, is that wins and losses matter to him. That it's important. That's what he said on the show. Well, then later he said, if you don't beat Finn Balor, I'm going to beat your ass and send a selfie to your mom.
2: But he got, like, really gruesome, though. Like, he painted a vivid picture. He was like, I'm going to uh, – okay, now, keep in mind, it's hard to listen and really make out what's being said during this. Yeah. But he said something along the lines of, like, he's going to, like, rip them or something, and there's going to be blood. And I think he mentioned his bones. I mean, he painted a very, very gory uh, little image there. Oh, no, I'm sorry, but I got to tell you, I'm like very guilty of loving these interactions with Austin Theory and Vince McMahon. And the reason I love them is because I have no earthly idea what to expect from them. I feel like something odd is said in all of them. You got to really listen to to not miss anything. And even if you do listen hard, you might miss a couple of things. They're very weird. And you kind of have to like decode what Vince McMahon is saying. And when Vince McMahon basically said he was going to take a selfie with his body and send it to his mom, I died. Right away, I, I tweeted. I'm like, oh, yeah, Vince is stealing Sean's gimmick. And did you see my <laughs> edit? You saw my edit. It was great. I huh? did.
1: It was very It was very good. You do that?
2: Yeah. Of course I do that. I could have done a better job, but I was doing it on my cell phone. But anyways, um, so, uh, like I, I, I can't believe that we've gotten more than one interaction with Austin theory and Vince McMahon. I honest, I honest to God can't even believe that we're getting this many interactions between them. Like I thought this was going to be like a one and done deal. Every time we get more, I'm like, what, this is still going on. Every single time it surprises me. Um, so yeah, I thought actually this was pretty, um, uh, interesting to say the least
1: hard for me to understand what vince is saying at any given time too um and finn's back after a month and he loses a six-minute match to austin theory because you know nobody can just be over i guess i don't i don't know it's always 50 50 stuff it's always get your heat back all that stuff but oh man it's it it, i'm okay the match was all right but I don't care.
2: But Sean, to be fair, Austin Theory's life was on the line. Did you really want his mom to get a selfie with Vince and Austin Theory's bloody carcass? Yes. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, This is kind of, this is very depressing, to be honest. <laughs> it's depressing.
1: Everything is just rendered like so inconsequential. Like, yeah. D- sadly, this had some of the most stakes of anything on the show.
2: Yeah, Austin Austin Theory's death.
1: (laughs) Yes, Austin Theory had to win or else he was going to die. And his mom (laughs) was... At the hands
2: of Vince McMahon.
1: And his mom was going to get seduced by Vince. And even then, it's like, okay, well, I watched this match a month ago. I was over it then because they went 50-50 on it. And this is just... This is such a nothing story with Vince and Austin Theory. It just gets progressively weirder. But I mean... I. I guess if I had to find a silver lining, it's that they applied some sort of stakes to this. I
2: I don't even know. And it's just, it's crazy to think that Austin Theory is the one in this situation. Like the person that is ideally, right, in an ideal world, if you are the person in these stories and these vignettes, whatever promos, whatever you want to call them, with uh, Vince McMahon, you should kind of be the most over person on the show, right? Yeah. You would think. That's not what we're getting here. So I really don't know what to say uh, other than I have no idea what is going on with. I just don't understand how they don't see or do anything with Finn Balor. Why is Finn Balor the guy that is losing to Austin Theory? You're telling me there's nobody else back there that can maybe take an L more than Finn Balor.
1: Yeah, there's a lot. That's what I'm saying.
2: Like, what's going on?
1: I don't know what's going on. I wish I had the answer, but it's very clear that Vince doesn't see Finn on that level or else he would be on that level. Meanwhile, we got a guy in our chat who probably thinks he can beat up Finn Balor. So there you go. Cadillac Carson says, when someone gets into a fight, does one usually say, I'm going to grab an equalizer. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Uh, Luke Mitty says, if Vince sells WWE, who do you think will buy it? Uh, Probably a streaming company itself. Or like Disney or somebody like that. Miguel says, uh, off topic, but Sean, how about those Bengals? Do you think they can beat the Titans with a healthy Derrick Henry? Yes, I do. I think, I legitimately think the Bengals can beat any team in the NFL on any given night. I really do. Uh, we had the Miz and Maurice promo. Uh, so Miz and Maurice, or Maurice comes out to the ring. She had invited Beth out there one to one. However, no,
2: woman to woman, they were going to have a woman to woman conversation, Yeah,
1: one to one, whatever. But edge is like, I'm joining you.
2: There's added meaning, Sean, when it's not one to one, there's more when a woman says, I want to speak to you, woman to woman. There's more to that. Okay. There's a deeper meaning behind that. It's not the All same right. thing as man to man, like woman to woman. This is a serious issue. We're going to have a woman to woman talk like this is serious. This is deep stuff, man.
1: Well, the promo wasn't great. It wasn't no,
2: great. No, it was not.
1: <laughs> it wasn't. It's like, remember those two minute matches? And it's like, no, we've actually been trying to forget those two minute matches for a very long time. There was a terrible era that WWE, that WWE booked, rather. Sorry. Uh, and <laughs> there was one highlight Maurice cracking Beth with that purse that had the brick in it, and Maurice just pulling the brick out. I love
2: it. I'm going to have to bury this for a second. Go
1: ahead. Bury it. Because the brick was the only. The brick and Beth's cell were the only things that I liked.
2: This was so dumb. And I'm going to tell you why. So Edge. Edge. Okay, so Beth Phoenix gets the slider right. Maurice wants to have a woman-to-woman talk with her. All right, um, Beth, so Edge basically tells Beth, "I'm gonna go out there with you because I know that they're gonna pull some sort of prank. Right? I know that they're gonna they're gonna try to trick you. So I'm gonna go out there to make sure that nothing bad happens." All right, so Edge full well knowing. That nothing bad is good, that they knowing full well that they're gonna try something bad with Beth Phoenix if she were to go out there alone, goes out there with her and still manages to not be able to stop Ms. and Maurice. Maurice still gets oh. her in the freaking head with the brick. And Edge essentially said he was gonna go out there to prevent this. This knowing that, having that knowledge, this still happens. Then, as the babyface, you should be smarter than this. So, no, I was expecting Edge to be like, you know, do something. I don't know. It just made them look dumb. It's
1: not easy to root for babyfaces when they book them as being dumb.
2: Right? Like they knew it was coming and they still let it happen.
1: Yep. Anakin says, I hate Joel Pearl, but, or I hate that Joel Pearl put in my head the idea that the WrestleMania mix tag will be Edge and Beth. Versus Cody and Brandy. Oh, buddy, imagine if they did Cody and Brandy versus Miz and Maurice. Oh my gosh. The the Twitter discourse around that would be great. Nerd Guru says the Ms. Maurice stuff with Edge and Beth is such a waste of time. Edge is gonna, Edge isn't gonna do this forever, and this feud stinks. Anything else is better. You know, if he wants to work a, a match with his wife, I'm all right with that. If he wants if he wants to do that. Um, people calling you beautiful in the super chats. Love everything that Fightful puts out. Finally catching you all live. Well, thank you very much, Mojo. We greatly appreciate it. And everybody that sends their super chats and humper chats, please get those in. It'll get your question and statement right on the air. Anakin said that he meant Ms. Maurice, or versus Cody and Brandy. So that, that sounds really bad. Rob Reed says, I'm glad Austin won, so we didn't have to see any gruesome, gory self-mutilation. That's a great reference to WWE taking a little bit of a dunsky on the street fight, the women's street fight, which uh, I think that Ty Conti responded perfectly with, with a bloody uh, middle finger up. (laughs) Hey, what's that over there? Says, do you think we can see Finn and the Good Brothers versus Omega and the Bucks versus Cole and Red Dragon in the next two years? Yes, I do. I do think so. Maybe even AJ. Who knows? Uh, I don't know what his option status is or anything of that nature right now. (sighs) Therapy with Alexa Bliss, Denise. Um, I'm going to have some more on this on FightfulSelect.com soon enough. Uh, Please subscribe. We have uh, a show every day, and we have exclusive news every day, even though it's not exclusive news that I, I like to report because this stuff stinks. I don't like this, Denise. But I know that you do. It's your favorite thing in the world. It makes all the sense on earth. Please take it away.
2: Well, Sean Ross Sapulus, let me explain to you what happened in this stream. (laughs) I was trying to add more to your name.
1: (laughs) Funny enough, the reason I go by Sean Ross Sap is because when I worked for Bill Apter, I did a video for him and he titled it Sapomania Runs Wild. And I said, that shit don't work for me. I'm gonna get a longer name that way he can't do that. And I started to get wait. By what Sean were you Ross
2: going Sapp, by at first?
1: Just Sean Sapp.
2: Just Sean Sapp. Yeah. So then Sean Ross Sapp. Yeah. All right. Well, now you're Sean Ross Sapulus. All right. Well, anyways, so what I want to explain here is that uh, so Alexa Bliss is in therapy, mm-hmm. and we've had some improvement already. She did not do any magic. There was no magic this time. She misses Lily. So we're already seeing a breakthrough in her therapy. She plays a word association game, and they ask her about trust and friendship, and Lily is in the top of her her mind. So we're having a breakthrough. Good for her. There was no magic involved, no violence, and she's going to be back next week. Good for her.
1: Well, they're continuing it next week.
2: Yeah, they're continuing the therapy. That's what I meant by that.
1: Yes. Pardon me. Yes. Um, just want to make sure that everybody
2: understands. Mm-hmm. You're making it seem like I didn't explain it good. <laughs> Apologies.
1: Oh, man. We've got Douglas Johnson saying, what are your guys' thoughts on the self-mutilation content? Watching Ross like self-mutilation to me. That's why I watch you two beautiful people. Yeah, it seems like the kind of thing... Um, I mean, I, I don't... I don't care about these shots. It doesn't bother me at all. If you want to take shots at each other, who gives a shit? I mean, there are some, when I see people like comment on Britt Baker interviews and they go, focus on yourself. And I'm like, guys, they're going to get asked about WWE. And WWE wrestling, they're going to get asked about AEW. It ain't ending anytime soon. And if media was more prevalent and accessible in the 90s, it would have happened a lot more. In WWE and WCW. And it did a lot. Anytime those people didn't interview, it happened. So, I mean, like, it's going to happen. I don't really mind it. I don't agree with it, Denise. But I don't... Take all the shots you want as long as it doesn't harm anybody. And it didn't really harm anybody. Was it in good fun? No. But there you go. Yeah, I second that.
2: I second that. I mean, there's going to be shots going back and forth. What do you expect? Yeah, yeah. I just don't take everything so seriously. I think that's the thing about me. Like, there's... I I don't want to get, like... I feel like sometimes everybody decodes, like, every tiny little piece of information and whatnot. Yeah. But I just don't, like... There's some things that I just... Meh. Meh.
1: Yep. So, Therapy with Alexa Bliss continues to next week. Oh, this... My favorite
2: segment of the night.
1: Yeah. We had the Mysterios and the Street Profits this promo
2: yeah so hey new rules for the rumble sean
1: yes uh promo dominic and ray are like we're gonna eliminate 29 other people and i was like is this a 31 man rumble like what's going on here uh dominic (laughs) probably needs to learn some math from chad gable uh (laughs) this was not good at all but hey they're all in the royal rumble sure
2: Hey, Sean, did you happen to go read your comments on that tweet that you quote retweeted me? No. So you didn't reread your tweet?
1: Listen, (laughs) this year, I've not been looking at the replies much, Denise, and my life has been a lot better for it.
2: Okay, I'm sorry. So you had a spelling error?
1: (laughs) Who gives a shit? What was it? But
2: it was funny because you were saying that they need to go learn math, but instead you Ah, wrote math. I'm
1: going to delete that now
2: and so like everybody was making Uh, fun of you sean and i just wanted you to know
1: guys sean had a spelling error though
2: it wasn't like we were like making fun of you making fun of you but like just having good fun with the fact that you had a little bit of a spelling error
1: oh my gosh well the match the match was a street profits match it didn't have any substance, and then Montez did some really cool stuff, and we all went, "Whoa, Montez is great!" Just like we do every single time. This is being used to set up the Royal Rumble, and I, on a three-hour show, sure. Commander Aziz still wrestles like a cartoon character. That's that's interesting. Apollo takes the pin. Not a big surprise there. Uh, let's talk the match itself. What'd you think?
2: love the double six one nine that, was, that fun. was cool. yeah that it looked cool. nice I think this is probably the most crisp one that they've done together obviously uh I love when Ray did La Silla on freaking Aziz that was pretty dope uh looks cool I love obviously Montez's frog splash that's all I got
1: uh so afterwards <laughs> Ray ends up standing tall as oh, he- yeah yeah throws dominic over the top rope i thought that was dominic's like oh yeah oh yeah do you think dominic eliminates ray in the rumble
2: didn't they already do this
1: i don't know who gives a shit do you think they'll do it again this year then god
2: i don't care i don't care i don't
1: care (laughs) come on denise the
2: mysterious line the mysterious storyline has not grabbed me whatsoever does Dominic not great? He ain't ready. The, the what are we issue. doing here? Here's the big issue, Sean. The big issue here. The, you know what? Let me and no hold No,
1: Omas Omos eliminated him. No, Omos eliminated uh, Ray.
2: Okay. Hold on a second. So my big issue here is that freaking. Okay. Let me see. I just want to point some facts out here, but I just need to double check. Okay. So Dominic Mysterio. First of all, my issue with Dominic Mysterio is that they treat him like a child, right? He's 24 years old. Braun Breaker is also 24 years old. In fact, Dominic is older than Braun Breaker by a couple of months, yet they might as well be years apart because the way that Braun Breaker is portrayed, obviously, you know, he's portrayed like a man, you know, an alpha dog, whatever you want to say, like, you know, he's there. He's got the masculinity. And then Dominic is treated like a baby on the roster. And that is one of my biggest issues with this. I cannot get behind Dominic until they stop portraying him like a baby. And so when you're doing this with Rey Mysterio, this father-son thing, like,
1: it It ain't good. It ain't good. It's not
2: good. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't know.
1: T.S. Genki says, is it me or does Apollo only get used well on SmackDown? Oh, buddy, go back and look at his SmackDown run. Just because he had that title around his waist doesn't mean anything. He lost a lot. Well, guys, uh, get in your Super Chats and your Humper Chats. Denise Slayer said, did you know if the Edge, Beth, Maurice, and Miz segment was brought to you by Blue Chew because Brett or Beth got bricked up? Oh, come on. Drunk on Taco says, Edge, Beth, Seth, Becky would be infinitely better and may actually get Becky heel reactions. That's what they should have done, Denise. They should have went that route because Seth and Becky together would have been so much better. Would have been so much better. Uh, also, missing. the Dirty the D-Wags dirty were in that match, too. We didn't mention them we? whatsoever.
2: We? we? You're the one who introduced the match.
1: Well, it, it was completely missable, as was most of this show. But you know what, Denise? Sometimes there's some shows that aren't so missable. There's some shows that maybe you can't watch in your region. But fortunately, NordVPN can help you out. Our new sponsor, NordVPN. I'm so excited. Uh, we've got a special deal for you guys. The URL should be up soon. It's going to be nordvpn.com slash fightful to get a two-year plan plus one additional month with a huge discount. It's the equivalent to buying a cup of coffee every month at a very small price to pay for premium cybersecurity. Access to so much entertaining content. And there's a 30-day money-back guarantee if you don't like it for any reason. Use that code Fightful to check it out. I love using VPNs because uh, it helps me avoid price discrimination. A lot of times, based on where you're traveling from or checking out flights or anything like that, you might get a different rate based on where you are, based on what service you use. So NordVPN is great for that. You can go to nordvpn.com slash Fightful or just use the code Fightful at checkout. Those should be active very, very soon. I mentioned last week on Twitter, I was like, I want a VPN sponsor because I use a VPN every single day of my life. And it just happened to be the one that I used that hit me up. And I could not have been happier about that. nordvpn.com slash Fightful. Please make sure you guys check it out. Hit them up on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us, even if you don't use it yet. Cadillac Carson says, wonder if we're ever going to get Omos versus Aziz. Not that I want that match. Just wondering if it'll happen. I hope not, Denise. That sounds like misery.
2: I like that he adds, not that I want to see it. (laughs) Now I oh. want to see it. Screw it. Give me a train wreck. I mean, I'll mean, take saw... anything at this point. Honestly, we... let's be real. I'll take anything.
1: I think we saw like Kali and Big Show and Kali and Kane. There were some real bad shows there. Some real bad stuff. Oh my God.
2: Yeah, Guys, we're heading... it's not even like we'd be leveling down. We'd be on par.
1: Guys, we're heading down the home stretch. Get in your super chats and your humper chats. Please remind remember to support our sponsors, NordVPN.com. Slash fightful Leslie says Beth and Edge saying I'm not buying this, then proceed to buy it.
2: <laughs> right, right. That's what I said.
1: And then Leslie says, Loved all the recent interviews, Denise.
2: Oh, thank you. Aww. Backstage. <laughs> Why do I feel like that hurt your ego, Sean?
1: I don't give a shit. I'm breaking news every day, Denise. Fightful select <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> breaking all that news. Backstage, Damian Priest is talking to Edge. Um, Kevin Owens approaches and he's very much like, hey, I don't want the demon in you to come out at all, ever. Even if there's a fire, please let's have a clean match. I would like to avoid that. So, there's a lot that I liked and a lot that I didn't like about what happened. If you're going to get beat, getting beat by Kevin Owens, there's nothing wrong with that. However, Damian Priest is the champion. I hate the champion getting pinned. I hate the champion getting pinned in a singles match. I hate the champion getting pinned in a non-title match to set up, Denise, another match with the same goddamn person. It is so annoying. The match ruled. They they are awesome. They work great together. They're going to continue to work great together. But I just... it. You don't have to book this. You could book something else. You could book Kevin Owens to win a match, to get top contendership. You could... Have Damian Priest issue an open challenge and it be for the title. Like, there is a real lack of consistency on this show and a lack of cohesion. And I hate it for these two guys because what you have is Kevin Owens, who is consistently one of the best people at making chicken salad out of chicken shit, and Damian Priest, somebody who has been massively protected to the point to where this was his first one-on-one loss in WWE by pinfall? Share your thoughts, please.
2: Um, I was not a fan of the finish whatsoever. I didn't like the, you know, Kevin Owens essentially pretending that his knee's hurting and, oh, you know, Damian Priest essentially gets fooled, gets a stunner, gets the, that's how he ends up getting pinned. I was not a fan of the way that the match essentially ended wrapping, like wrapped up everything else before it was okay. It was fine. But when you have a finish like that, it really, and then commentary didn't put over the fact that this was essentially Damian Priest's first, uh, first loss, first time getting pinned on the main roster in a singles match. The fact that they didn't even put that over.
1: They did that with Alistair Black last year. He went undefeated for a year. They realized it. Seth beat him. Nothing.
2: Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, you, you know, we already got like this terrible ending. Why not go ahead and say like, dude, I screwed. I don't know anything just to sell it. They didn't sell it. So it's like, all right, well, now it's come and gone. Too late. There was something, at least a little bit of a story, a little bit of something that you could have been like, oh, wow. But no. Nothing there.
1: And the reality is, I think that, He'll probably just beat Kevin Owens in a rematch. And Joel says, Don't forget about Mansoor. Mansoor was undefeated and they beat him. Oh, unceremoniously. yeah, that's right.
2: Wasn't he like 40 something and something?
1: 49, 50 you know? and oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man.
2: That they they did didn't they promote it like one time and that was it? Or no? I don't think
1: they even or did. Did I just make that up? Mr. Showtime says, fantastic wrestling and promos by Owens and profits wasted. Oh, except beating the one guy you've protected and Damian Priest. A shame. It was a shame. and All uh,
2: these DQs for nothing.
1: And Priest came out and interrupted Rollins and KO. Uh, you know, he's still got promo work that he's got to shore up and, and get more comfortable with. But they, they put him in weird positions with that type of stuff. Like, we get it. He gets mad sometimes. Will you please stop reminding us every single week? It is, it is like weird that they keep on beating us over the head with it. Ever the Villain says, first Raw I watched live in six months. WWE needs to thank the fake Twitter account. There was a fake Twitter account that said Stardust should come back. So.
2: I missed that.
1: (laughs) Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley. This was preceded by an amazing Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley video package. If you want an amazing package, check out bluechew.com code fightful. This is the type of stuff that WWE really excels at. They do this really, really well. Sometimes too well, Denise. Sometimes they do it so well that they try to excuse months of dog shit booking with an amazing video package. That's what they did with Bianca and Sasha. Go back and watch the build. It sucked. You get to WrestleMania, you're like, oh my God, this was good stuff. And then the match happens and you're like, this is one of the best WrestleMania matches ever. So, um... This was was amazing. I love this. It makes it feel like a big fight.
2: Oh, this I love this. This was great. This was good stuff just, you know, going through all the accolades of both men. If I'm somebody who, I don't know, just started watching wrestling and I'm seeing this build up for these two guys, I'm thinking, "Oh man, like who do I root for? Hey, this is a big deal." Uh, you know, thing, you know, constantly so many times one of the things that I've always liked is I want to I I want to be like when I see a match between two people, I want to be completely convinced that it could go either direction. I want to be thinking to myself, this is the reason why this person should win. This is the reason why that person should win. Blah, blah, blah. I'm torn, whatever. And I feel this way right now with Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley. And I think that the package that they did today, just really telling their story and their evolution and everything that both of these men have done and how what they've accomplished in their lives in their careers and all of that. It just made it feel like such a big deal that this was good, man. This was so good. I can't like, if you didn't watch raw today, I would at least go out of your way to watch this. I mean, I'm sure they'll probably replay this package, but I would at least watch this video.
1: Guys, uh, we are at the main event segment. Get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. And if you're watching live Head over to FightfulSelect.com after this. Alex will be live with Sour Graps. A much more negative review than what we do, but that's the gimmick. I've given him the green light for that, uh, so check that out. Uh, On Tier 2, you'll have early access to articles and interviews, a lot of cool stuff like that. But uh, FightfulSelect.com, again, we broke our record today. Thank you all so much. We're sitting at 4,585 subscribers I've said that if I ever get to five thousand, Denise, I'm gonna post the worst interview I've ever done in my life.
2: No, from this summer,
1: I'll tell you, I'll tell you off the air what it was. No, and and you won't be surprised when I tell you who it is.
2: Have I interviewed this person?
1: I don't think so, and I hope you never do for many reasons. (laughs) But it's so painfully bad. Wait,
2: so wait, you're gonna post it up? Is this person not gonna feel bad?
1: I don't care. I don't care. This person. no i don't care i don't care i
2: would feel really bad like if no, i was a person
1: no, 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 that no. did an interview and trust, they were like, it's so horrible, trust me trust me you wouldn't you wouldn't <laughs> okay fine, uh, fine and fine. i'll just say that you wouldn't okay uh, fightfulselect.com please subscribe we would greatly appreciate it nerd I'm so says excited. i'm excited yeah so we, we got more ways away
2: why was it bad was it you guys had no connection you gotta answers. see you
1: gotta see it and you know what I'll show you, Denise, and next week you can hype up how terrible it is.
2: All right. You should put – it should be like a seminar, how to teach people to be interviewers, the do, the don'ts, the <laughs> right. don'ts, and then put yes. up that interview.
1: Oh, well, this was not my fault. Uh, but oh, okay. We are – yeah, we are 400 and – Because
2: you said, like, oh, my worst interview, so maybe the worst yes. interview I ever had.
1: The worst interview I ever had, but we're 415 – subscriptions away and normally i would have been like oh my god that's completely out of reach it's not that out of reach you
2: know what we should do sean honestly we should do a reaction video where we watch our first ever raw post show review because okay. that would be cringe i think
1: that that could be good i think yeah
2: that'd be good
1: nerd guru says i know they love lashley as do i but there's a pit in my stomach that thinks they may have brought squash lashley unlikely but it's possible if they did that, they'd get a lot of negative feedback, I think. But I'm going to give them some negative feedback for the stupid-ass finish of this match. They booked themselves into a corner with Seth freaking Rollins and Bobby Lashley. By the way, I, thought, I think it's worth saying, Kevin Owens said in their interview earlier that uh, he admires Seth, and, that, and Seth said when he wins the title for Roman Reigns, he's bringing the title back there. And then Kevin Owens is going to win the Rumble. They're going to have a big match at WrestleMania. I think that's important. Rollins and Owens were great. They were awesome. They were fun. I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed the match between Rollins and Bobby Lashley. Some really great pro wrestling. One of the things I loved, there was a specific spot. Besides that heaving superplex off the top rope. Rollins had Lashley in a leg lock that had their their heads almost parallel. And to keep Bobby Lashley from punching him, Seth Rollins had wrist control. And that's something you do in order to limit somebody from doing that. Well, as soon as he let go, Lashley started to punch him because he why wouldn't he? And then Rash, uh, Rollins said, to hell with this. And did a dragon screw leg whip and did a half crab so he wouldn't get punched anymore. There were so many masterful little things that they did in this match that were so good. And I hated seeing it undermine Denise because I loved this match up until this happened.
2: I'm dying because it almost sounded like you were going to say Rollins and Lashley. So it almost sounded like you were going to say Rashley.
3: Yep, (laughs) I would. was like,
2: say it, say it, Rashley.
1: I will one day. It'll happen. My Um, gosh.
2: But what
1: what happened was the the former Hurt Business came out, attacked Lashley. Then they beat his ass. So what was the point? Then the Usos come out and lay out Seth Rollins. This is the type of thing that you could put in hour two. Why does this need to be the main event of the show? It really gets annoying.
2: Okay, well, first of all, the second they made this match, I, I yes. actually thought that it was going to be, uh, the Usos essentially costing the match, like doing the DQ. So when they did, uh, uh, C- Cedric and Shelton Benjamin, I thought, okay, well, at least they switched it up on that end. Cause I was thinking it was going to go the other direction. And it's like, what do you like expect? Like, like it's, they were going, like, like you said, they didn't have to book this match, right? They didn't really have to. These are two guys that if they're going in as challengers, you want to see them as, you know, looking credible. You want to make them seem like a big deal heading into this match, etc. You don't want to see them lose. None of these guys can afford a loss. So what do you do? You got to end it in a DQ to quote unquote protect both guys. So it
1: undermined both right, guys. Right,
2: of course. And so I knew right away that this was going to have to end in some form of fashion that way. And when it did, I just thought, "All right. Well, at least they switched the team up of which the team that I thought that it was going to be, you know, essentially cost costing the DQ." But I got to tell you, I loved The post-match stuff like i hated the dq right but everything afterwards i loved because bobby lashley literally killing cedric by tossing his body onto the onto the post like it was insane like i i almost felt like he dented it like i'm pretty sure he did it right because those things are hard as hell Uh but still it just looks so impressive and it sounded so like gnarly and then when he did the uh uh onto Shelton onto the barricade that was so like the speed in which Bobby Lashley picked up it was like getting run over by a car and I know that sounds so like lame and cheesy to say but that's literally how it looked because it was just like Bobby Lashley like Jesus Christ like you got to have like next level intensity to move like that and then uh with the Usos coming in and doing the super kick on Seth Rollins I was like all right predictable cool whatever
1: Woof. And for, I know we'll have some, some donks say, Oh, what, what would you rather they do? You'll just complain about anything. They script the show. They could have booked something else. That's it. Yeah, Guys, we got content all week. We have a GCW uh, review this weekend here on Fightful from Steven Jensen. I'm sure we're going to have a watch along as well for UFC with Nganu versus Gain Saturday night as well. So lots of content coming your way. Interviews with Orange Crush, with Joey Janella, with Matt Cardona. Again, thank you to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. They have made a, a very nice investment in Fightful over the next month specifically. So please support them so they can know that it was worth it. Denise, what do you got going on?
2: All right, so first of all, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I have been posting so much content on there. Uh, my most recent video that I did was an unboxing video for the All Elite Crate, which is really fun because I legitimately did not know it was going to be inside, so it was very exciting. Um, so, yeah, check out that video. That video did pretty all right. I got a lot of people basically asking me to do more content like that, and I think I'm pretty good at that type of stuff. So um, check that out. And then I have interviews with Leo Rush, Diana uh I think too. I yeah, know we both yeah. I did an interview with him after your after yours though um and then uh, he's, a, he's a
1: great interview my god he's a lot a color of color uh,
2: color. very good care a uh, very good charisma like per personable yeah. and stuff like that um okay and so then after that uh, you can literally like We also have my, the video that we did, the bingo card one. That one's really fun, but I think people really like that one too. Uh, So you can go there, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Speak now pro wrestling on F4W online, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays.
1: Guys, thank you all so much. Thank you all. We're out